as far as effect goes, it's one notch above sticking your dick in the vacuum cleaner. What is one notch above that? My God, we must find out. Segment one, gotcha. We'll piggyback on a conversation that Bill Maher had this past weekend on HBO's Real Time with Bill Maher. All Dogs Go to Hell is the name of a song and album from a country artist that just dropped. I've never really been a fan of this guy, but this song has me thinking differently. The full name of the album is I Hate Cowboys and All Dogs Go to Hell. When the project dropped on Friday, this artist tweeted, hates in the title, but love is the theme. Episode 440 of Cadillac Jack, my second act starts right now. Cadillac Jack, I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. It's a podcast. We discuss things that you're already talking about with family and friends. Conversations include current events and pop culture, headlines in the news, endearing, revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. We also often include during Cadillac Jack, my second act. I should cue there, Donna. Hi. Oh, hi. My name's Donna, and I'm Caddy's wife. Okay, I have a little friend. Um, I have a lot of friends, but I have a new little friend and he lives at my mom, Nana, who is, oh, I think she's 89. I am not good with elderly ages. Are you? No, I'm not good with ages, period. Yeah. Including your own. My own, yeah. Um, 48 Well, you're just in denial. That has nothing to do with it. 48 in June. You're in some weird Peter Pan, want to stay 20 stage. Um, But anywho, so I met him, my mom, when um, Al, her boyfriend, of over 26 years passed away, they shared an apartment together um, in the assisted living place where they live. And so when Al passed away, a lot of people have asked about my mom too, and I really appreciate that. Um, She is doing much better. She was not good as to be expected, um, you know, for probably a month or so after Al passed, um, but she is doing better. I see her getting a little better every day. And um, we moved her down two doors. Because, you know, when someone passes away to you in a space, it's kind of, um, it got some dark kind of vibes to it. Um, so it was time for her to move into a one-bedroom apartment, which is really cute, but she moved two doors, two doors down. She has a gentleman that lives across the hall from her. she got two things going on. She's got a gentleman from memory care who rolls by and is interested in Nana. Okay. I mean, this is men. The sun has not even set on Al. And here he's coming with the door swinging open from memory care looking for Nana. And it's like, for heaven's sakes, sir, have well, some respect. Well, if, if I may. Men can't be alone. They cannot be alone. They cannot be alone. They have to pair up as soon as possible. And I don't know what happened to him or if he's just been waiting for somebody to come around. I think that's a generalization that you just made. And I don't know that's entirely true. Okay. Um, memory, he's from memory care though, Don. I mean, he... That's true. Yeah, just take that into consideration. That's true. But... um. Well, it has been proven, though, that men, like, if something happens to their spouse, that, like, they're remarried two days later to Helen. Two, two days later. To Helen, the lady two, that two delivers food. stranger. Yeah, two uh, days later. The, the dry cleaning woman. Okay. They don't care because they just have to have someone. Okay. They have to have companionship. Right. They can't be alone with their thoughts. So, anywho, um, that's one person. And, and Nana is just not taking to him. And so... I've actually had to say something to the people that run the place. And they kind of at first thought it was cute and funny. And I know people think that, like with elderly people. But at the end of the day, no matter what your age is, if you are not comfortable with someone's attention, it's a no-go. Okay. Did this come from the same woman who two episodes ago said that you would be okay with someone goosing you? That's me. I'm comfortable with the attention. She's saying, I don't want it. Okay? If you want to goose me, depends. I'm okay with it. Whatever. Um, She wasn't. So... 
that's one thing going on. Then the other thing is there's this little fella that lives across the hall from my mother in his own apartment. Is this guy that got the high school diploma? Yes. Recently, yeah. Oh my gosh. So he is like, how old is he? Like 80 years old? And he um, finished his high school degree. And they had a little um, graduation ceremony. A little graduation ceremony for him. I'm not going to tell you his name because I do want to respect his privacy. But when I was moving my mom over to the new room, Will and I were there one day and Will was helping me move some furniture over. And Who's it was Will? Will is our son. How old is Will? Uh, 28. I'm not good with ages. Will's are 23 years old. <laughs> I'm not good with ages. So anyway, um, Will was helping me move him, and it was during the holidays, and they were doing a Christmas movie marathon. And so he said, he was very sweet, and he said, and he comes outside his door, and he brings a boom box every day at 4 o'clock, and he plays the hits. I mean, the hits. And he sits out there and kind of grooves in his wheelchair. So I was grooving along with him one day. And so he said, I'm going to give you this listing of the movies that are coming up because your mom may not have it. And I'm like, oh, that's so nice. And I look down the movie thing and I go, oh my gosh, Elf, that's my favorite movie. And he said, mine too, but I don't have anyone to watch it with. And I said, I'll watch it with you. It literally just came out of my mouth. And I went back into the other room and Will said, what? why? Why? I, like, I, I love the fact that you're so nice, but why? Do well, because get, you can't commit to something like that. I, I didn't really. I just kind of said, I, no, you no, just no, kind of no, came you, out. You kind of didn't. You, kinda, you committed. You but then here's commit, what happens. I try to get Will in. I'm like, well, will you come watch it with me with him? He's like, no. See, no. Yeah. Yeah. So long story short, I had to watch Elf with him. Now, the door was open. We both sat on his couch. He actually sat in his wheelchair. And because I have seen this movie a hundred times, I'm like, I got a long ways to go. So I kind of made up something that like halfway through, like I got to go check on my mom and everything. So I watched half of it with him, which he was fine with. I don't know what the expectation level was. The the whole movie. Yeah. So then the other day I was over there and I was leaving to go get mom some, um, I was going to get her some things. She needed some water, but I came over to see what she needed. And he was there and I'm happy to do this anytime for anybody or anyone's parent. Like if you are a pod peep and you live out of town and your parent lives in the Alpharetta area and you need someone, I'm happy to help you because I would want someone to do the same thing for me. So I said to him, is there anything you need? I'm running to the grocery store. And he's like, no, well, I do need some razor blades. And so I said, okay, I'll grab you some. What kind? And he was like, I think he said like Gillette or something. Like he, he's like nothing special. So I got him the, I came back, got him the razor blades. And guess what he says? They're the wrong kind. Yes. Or we're, we're going to watch the other, sit down. We're going to watch the other, the last half of Elf. No, he said, those were the wrong ones. He said, but I appreciate, he's very sweet. I appreciate you going, but could you come back tomorrow? Cause there's a few more things I need. And take me, and then I'll get the right razor blade. To take him with you? Yes. Okay. So, yeah. I took him, yeah, to the Publix. Donna, whoa. Down the street. Yep. They helped me load him in at the place. They said he's so sweet and nice, and he just doesn't have it. His daughters live out of town. They live in Florida, and they can't come and help him. So, me and him went to the grocery store. And I have to tell you, it was probably one of the most fun trips I've had to the grocery store in a long time. I'm not kidding you. But... He wanted to go up and down every aisle. And I was in a little bit of a hurry. And what he said to me is, I have never, I, I love, I never get to go to the grocery store. So I, and I get this. I love going to the grocery store to see all the new things. And I remember I was thinking about like with your mom, like we used to kind of joke about like how it would take like two hours, yep. you know, for her to go to the grocery store. But then I started thinking about like, if you live on your own and you don't get out a lot, it probably is. It's like a, it's like a vacation. Seriously, yeah. slightly entertaining to go to the grocery store to find out all these crazy things. But then it got to the point where he would point out all the crazy things on every aisle. 
He's like, when did Oreos come out with the kind that have the extra Oreo in them? I said, oh, that's a double stuff. It's 18, so, 1983. So, so then I became like a docent for the grocery store. That's called a double stuff. Okay. And then he was like, look at those crazy Pop-Tart flavors. I said, oh, you wouldn't believe. They have all kinds of flavors. Well, tell me which ones they have over there. Mm-hmm. God bless you. Yeah. And then it was kind of awkward because I didn't know when it got up, when it was time to pay. Like, is, am I going to pay for him? Is he going to pay? Is he going to, and he paid for his own groceries. It was fine. And then it was, it honestly was no big deal. But I just kept thinking to myself, self, how, how is my being nice to people? Does it get me into these situations? And, and then here, what I, here's what I thought actually, Hyde, is it a situation or is it just being nice to people? No, I think it's just being nice to people. Right. And so that's just what you do. Now, you get yourself into situations. There's no doubt. But I, I don't consider this a situation. I think this is you being just a very kind person like you are. Okay. Give me an example of a situation. Oh, goodness. We don't have time for all that. Just you know, give me like, one. Uh, yeah. Because you can't okay, say generalizations. Okay, here you go. Here, okay. you go. here you go. I, I, I would love to watch Elf with you. And you sit down for 22 minutes and you're done. And you get up and you leave. That, that, that's, that's a situation. You, get, you got yourself into that situation. And our son, Will, 23-year-old son, Will, uh, agreed, obviously, with you right off the bat. You know, I think that sometimes you overcommit. I think sometimes you you and it's it's because you have such a big heart. Nestle between your two big breasts. Um, Which did you see the bra that I got I back? I did. I did. I took That's a, like for a four year old. I took a, a, a I took a survey online for this bra company. You have to take and, and I, when I tell you that I had to lay in bed for twenty five minutes and answer questions about my breasts, uh-huh. and then they sent me what could best be described as. A bra for a 14-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. If that. Would not hold one teat. Yeah, no. Not if even yours, a half no. of one no, teat. No, not of yours, no. No. Not at all. But situations, I think sometimes because you just, you're so giving and loving and kind that you you overcommit sometimes. And I think that it, you, you admitted that as soon as it got out of your mouth, I'd love to sit down and watch the entire movie Elf with you, sir. Well, I didn't say that. Okay. I said Elf is my favorite movie. I don't, he said okay. I don't have anyone what, to watch it. However you yeah. committed. However okay. you committed. Uh-huh. However uh-huh. that all came down. Yeah. You committed to the entire movie, but you, you you sat through probably, I bet, the first 10 minutes before you told your mama, texted your mama to yell or something that she'd fallen so that you could get out of it and run across. You know, we used to do that with Uncle Charles. Well, here was the funny thing. And I, Evelyn. Well, that's not good. Here's, well, we did. We would go what over would there you to do? Visit. Well, we'd go across the street, leave my granny and granddaddies, go across the street to visit with Uncle Charles and Evelyn. And granny knew my grandmother, the most, my dad's mother, the most... The, the biggest influence of my entire life. Miss her every day. Think about Granny every single freaking day that, that I'm alive. Um, and and Granny would know that after we're over there, about 10 minutes, she she needed to call. Call, call across, the house. Yep, and then tell them across the street that supper was ready or a cow had died or something just to, to get us back, back across over. the street. Yeah, we, we'd go visit for, you know, a spell, have a, have a cup, you know, glass of sweet tea or something. But it was time. To, Granny knew 15, 20 minutes, and she'd call. Granny loved it because she was bringing the grandkids back across the street. You know, Granny, Granny loved it. Back to her place. Loved it. Back to Granny's house. Well, I will tell you, I said to my mother, I go, Mom, do you want to come over? And I mean, I couldn't get a damn person. I said, will you, you want to come over? I didn't dare bother ask you because I knew you would say no. But I'm like, would you want to come over and watch Elf with me? And I'm not going to say his name. And she's like, no. Like, didn't miss a beat. Right, right. But not even like, no, Donna, I don't want to. Just like, no. Right. A hard no. Hard no. Yep. I believe it. But you have a big heart. I guess. Big heart. You overcommit, but you have a big, big heart. Yeah. I got big problems. I'm horny. I'm lazy. I'm a coward. And I suck at honest communication. Bill Maher, during his episode last weekend of 
HBO's Real Time. Unloaded on dating apps in men. Is there a way I could have an electronic harem right in my hand where the only answers are ever yes or next? As far as effort goes, it's one notch above sticking your dick in a vacuum cleaner. Here is Bill Maher from HBO's Real Time. Here's a little life tip for the men. If you want to get with a woman, try this trick. Talk to her. In person. Because here's what's happened in the last 10 years. The phone ruined dating and porn ruined sex. And women have been left with men who don't know how to actually talk to a woman anymore and who think first base is anal and second base is choking. So it's not surprising that women are finally revolting against the superficial scroll and swipe form of dating that of course works for men who are oversexed and disgusting and biologically designed to seek the maximum orgasms for the minimal amount of work. <laughs> dating apps took the worst inherent traits of men and exacerbated them by a multiple of infinity. Let's see, I'm horny, I'm lazy, I'm a coward, and I suck at honest communication. Is there a way I could have an electronic harem right in my hand? <laughs> Where the only answers are ever yes or next? As far as effort goes, it's one notch above sticking your dick in the vacuum cleaner. Don't get me wrong, technology is a wonderful thing. I was just saying that the other day to my Japanese sex robot. <laughs> R2, me too. <laughs> but just because something is on your phone doesn't mean it's better. And that's the lesson women should have taken away from all this. Dating from the phone took away any incentive for men to cough up the two things women want from them. What are they, Donna? Here Courage. Courage. And communication. Communication. Courage and communication. The courage to step to her for real and demonstrate your desire enough to risk rejection. And communication. Women are communicative creatures. Even when they're breaking up with you, they say, we need to talk. Gilmar says men no longer have any clue how to communicate with the uh, gentler sex. Problem for countless reasons. And uh, Bill Maher said he's had enough. What do you think? 190,000% agree. 190,000% agree. There is actually a whole movement right now um, of people who do not date on apps. Do not, um, you know, are not on apps. I'm not saying they used to, maybe they weren't before, but they're not dating on apps. If I ever had to date, I would not be on an app. I would not do it through an app. I never, ever, ever would. If you were ever looking for me on a dating app, you would never find me because I 180% million times agree with him. And I think it's such a problem. And it's a problem. We talk about this other generation and how they're on their phones all the time and they can't talk and they can't communicate with people. And, and, and us, their mentors, teachers, people in life are doing the same thing, doing the exact same thing. I mean, and he's so right. I mean, the, 
again, I'm not going to go into the whole Karen issue of porn or whatever, but we've just become this society where nothing's real. Nothing's real. No one's real. You can be whoever you want to be for one day, for one night, you know, and, and that's great and that's fine. But when that becomes your life, that's a problem. That's a problem. Because all you do is run from one thing to another, to another, to another. And, you know, nobody sits down and talks anymore. And most women, and really a lot of men, I think people say it's just a, a female thing, but I think there are a lot of men out there too, just want to have great conversations. You know, and he's right. It's like on, on an app, you can dial up, you know, the type of sex that you want to have, the type of relationship you want to have. Do you like to kiss? Like I've said before, everything's in your bio that you do. There's no mystery. Everything's there. Like, this is what you get. It's almost like a sushi menu. I do this, I do that, I'm this, I'm that. And I've heard so many people lately say, and I've also heard a lot of women say, and I'm, I'm, again, I'm not, I'm sure it's a man thing too, but that the men that are on these dating apps, and listen, women can be really aggressive too, but that the men are really aggressive, that there's no forget any kind of like, you know, courtship or anything. It's like, this has just become basically, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, you're not paying for sex, but it's it's just basically a dating. Like, you know, you're dating 16 different people. And that's the, the thing. And I think that's where women and men have such a hard time is how do you trust that the person that you met on a dating app, once you decide that you want to date that person, that they're not still on dating apps dating 42 other people? You'll never know. Well, that could also happen though in real, in, 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 in real time without an app, could it not? Sure, but it's a lot harder. Sure. Yeah, okay. It's a lot harder because then you actually have to go and present yourself as who you are instead of who you want them to think you what, are. What are healthy alternatives to, to dating apps? What did we do before dating apps? Where, where, where do we go find people? Well, you met them. You met them through friends. You met them through, um, you met them if they came into your work. You met them if they worked with you. You met them, that's how you and I met. True. Um, you met them on aisle four at the grocery store. You met them in church. You met them in a bar. You met them, um, you, you just, you had to talk. It took some energy and that's the problem. It took energy. And if you're lazy in finding someone, you don't think you're going to be lazy in the relationship? Maybe not. And listen, there are millions of people, millions, because we have millions of people who listen to our podcast, who are hearing this and saying, hey, I met my husband on a dating app. I met my boyfriend. I met my girlfriend. I met my, you know, whatever, on a dating app. So I'm not saying that they don't work. I'm just saying that as a culture, I agree with him, that it has created just this lazy thing. And I know so many, I had a person tell me the other day that like, this was the person who said she's in this, I forgot what it's called. I'll have to find out for everybody, this movement where you're not on dating apps. That's how you meet people. But she said, the other thing is, is that these people are obsessed with their phones. She said she went to dinner with this guy and he's on his phone the whole damn time. And she said, you know, and she said, I was kind of getting mad. And then she thought, well, we, he found me on the phone. So like, you know, if he's bored with the first 10 minutes of conversation, he's probably over there scrolling Looking for another date. For the second date. And she was just like, I just honestly, and, and I think a lot of women and men, again, this is not a women thing. A lot of women and men are just saying, I, I just want to, I'm happy just dating myself. I just want to date myself. And maybe there's somebody that I'll see every now and then for whatever I want to do. But, oh, well, okay. but it is too hard to have realistic love in an unrealistic world. Wow. Say that again. It's hard to have realistic love in an unrealistic world. Very well said. Very well said. A uh, conversation that... Um, in a video even, that if you, and I don't want to be gender specific here, but if you're a, 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 a father and you have a, a young, young, young son or a teenage son or son going off to college or a son who's 32, 35, whatever, maybe that's something you can share with them is uh, Bill Maher from Real Time last week. Yeah, but you got to be doing it yourself. 
you know, because that's what kids do. They say, yeah, but you they know, emulate their parents. Yeah, exactly. Good point. Good point, Donna. Real time with Bill Maher on HBO. You can now enjoy full episodes of Cadillac Jack, my second act, the podcast on the Cadillac and Donna Jack YouTube channel. Entire episodes are posted at midnight on Tuesday and Thursday, just like your podcast destination, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever else you consume your podcasts. They auto populate, meaning the entire episode, bam, is there at midnight on Tuesday and Thursday. I was listening to uh, a podcast about YouTube and podcasting hmm. of all things. I love it. And the podcast, they were, I just got sucked into it. And they were talking about how like 40% of the people that go to YouTube go for just the audio. They're not looking at the video. Yeah. It's, it's background um, audio. No, uh, yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're being entertained by the audio, not necessarily by the video component. YouTube was created for the video component. I just thought that was fascinating. Well, and it's really interesting too, because like I had to YouTube something twice last week that I needed to put together and I just needed like the directions, but then I kind of needed to see the video, but I, ha I don't know how to explain it. Like people use YouTube, I think people use YouTube for so many different things, you know? The handle is at my second act, my second act on YouTube. While you're there, subscribe so you get, uh, you don't sign up for notifications too. Hit the bell as they say. So that you get a notification every time we post a video. And we post uh, bits from the podcast as well, not just full episodes. My second act on YouTube. Check it out when you can. Great quality furniture at great reasonable prices. Gallery furniture. Yes. Ask for the Wolfman. Ask for Donna. Gallery furniture. Same location. Over 40 years. 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. Kitchenette stuff, Donna. They got dining room tables. They got uh, 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 bar stools and, and, and end tables and accessories, paintings, and lamps, and anything you need for your home gallery. Everything. I did a little test the other day. I, I don't want you to know I would never buy from, a, as I've told you, from an online retailer because I'm buying for my stuff from Donna, but I just did a test because I wanted to see something. There's this specific like console table that everybody's buying right now. It's kind of like, it's the, the in thing. Let me just tell you that. And um, I put it in my cart. I built a cart and put it in my cart because I just wanted to see and I was so excited. And of course, they don't tell you this until the very last button. What they say? Do you know when they were going to be able to deliver it? Uh, eight months. Well, clo I mean, close. Six. But Six. it was like going to be August. And I'm like, back ordered until August. Right, but they don't tell you. Your point, though, is they don't do that. But they don't say until the, the last step. No, it didn't say back ordered. Because they and, think you're going to give up. Yeah, and so in. then I found a very, it's not the exact same, but I found a very similar console when I was up at Donna's, up at Gallery, that works perfect. And you know what I did? This one was going to be one big long one. And I just thought I'm going to get two of this one and put them together. And I got a big long one. I like I'm here all week. For, I'm work here all week for decorating tips. I mean, let me just tell you. <laughs> so anyway, my point is, is that I don't have to wait. If I want it, as soon as I'm ready to go grab that thing, I was waiting for you to find out when you're available with that truck. Now that you got a truck, yep. time to go. High demand. High, High demand. demand. Um, but I don't have to wait. And there is nothing more infuriating. And I'm going to tell you, this one, this particular site told me it wasn't going to be until August, but there are so many of those sites that you're going to buy the furniture and they're then going to give you. Yeah. After, after they take and it forget about getting your money back to then go take it to Donna to actually get what you want and have it the next day because they're not going to give you your money back. They're not. And you're just tying up thousands of dollars, hundreds of dollars, whatever you're tying up. It's a lot to you. Where's your money? Yeah. And you don't have anything. You're, you don't have your furniture. And it's so infuriating. And it is happening 
everywhere on every one of these sites. So again, we say this over and over again, but it's really important to shop local. It's important to shop local to keep the money in your neighborhood, to keep these businesses open, to keep these people doing what they love to do. If you're listening on Upload Day, today is the 16th of February. Monday is President's Day. For many, a, a, a day off, national holiday. If you have said to yourself, I want to get to gallery. I got, I got so many ideas, a couple of different things I want to do with the house and furniture. It's just tough for me to get to Gainesville. Think about this. Travel up on Monday. They're going to be open regular hours, Monday, President's Day. Here's the thing, too. If you can't make it up on President's Day, you're going to get the same price for any piece on the showroom floor, gallery, Monday, President's Day. You're going to get that same price any day of the year. All right, every day, great pricing for every uh, furniture for every room in your home. 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville is where you're going to find gallery furniture. Great follow on Instagram at ask for wolfman Furniture at ask for wolfman Furniture on the gram. And thank you, Donna. Thank you, Marilyn. Thank you, everybody. Gallery Furniture for your support of the podcast since S1E1, all the way back to January of 2020, Season 1, Episode 1. <laughs> Listen to these lyrics. Everybody knows the devil went down to Florida. And everybody goes roll tied up in Georgia. And John Deere's a blue and the bluegrass ain't green. And John Cash ain't cool and George Strait ain't king. And boots ain't made for cowboys and Chevy don't make trucks. And foul ain't made for football and dropping eight point bucks. Lynchburg ain't shipping and sipping a cold beer don't help. Here we go. And I don't miss you, baby. And all dogs go to hell. All dogs go to hell is my song for this episode and the Spotify Hype Song playlist. I've been indifferent about this particular guy since he since he launched. Haven't been a, a fan necessarily, if 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 at all. Uh, there's some songs that Chase Rice has released over the past few years that, that I've enjoyed. Eyes on you, and uh, what are some others? He did. Uh, I love Chase Rice. Uh, drinking beer, loving God, Amen. With Florida Georgia Line, I think was him, and that's uh, maybe about it for me. This album, though, that he dropped on Friday, it's called "I Hate Cowboys and All Dogs Go to Hell," is a fantastic freaking project. Um, if you'd asked me back in 2017, which when is when he released his last album, it's been excuse me, six years. If, if you asked me if I'd ever say that about a Chase Rice album, I would have probably told you that there's not a chance in hell. Um, this album, for whatever reason, has some of the just some great, great songwriting, some great, great melodies and, and great uh, storytelling, including the one song I could have done without. Is he remakes? What's the song we love called the uh, I Love Rock and Roll or um uh from from the last album? Oh, rock and roll, yeah. Whatever the, what was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We put it on the Spotify. I love that song. Okay, but but if but, I was a oh, yeah. yeah, if I was uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he he redoes that. It's like a remix. Yeah. Of that song on this new album. I don't know. I think I that, do love that song. I do too. I do too. We just needed to hear it once though. I think. We just needed to hear one version of it. I don't yeah. think that we needed to tweak it and put it on the new album. To to me, when an artist does that. It screams, I had to find just one more song. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, Chase tweeted Friday when the album dropped. I dropped the best album of my career. If that sounds cocky, I'm sorry. I don't mean it that way. This one just took a lot out of me. Hate's in the title, but love is the theme. 
I've learned a lot from so many of my screw-ups, and this is just a start. Selfishly, I may have done this one more for me than for anybody, but I hope more than anything that y'all love it. Thanks to everybody for the ride so far. I hate cowboys, and all dogs go to hell is finally here. I'm going to add all dogs go to hell to the hype song playlist. And obviously, it's playing words. Nerd devil, hey, just begin here. But, uh, you know, the devil went down to Florida. Well, no, he went down to Georgia. And, you know, it's, it's, everything's wrong in the song, including all the Opposite. Dogs. Yeah. Everybody knows the devil went down to Georgia. Florida. And everybody goes roll tied up in Georgia. No, in Georgia, we say go dogs. You know, so I, I don't know. I just thought that it's very well done. Very, very well done. And if he were on the phone with us right now, I'd tell him that. Is this not Chase Rice? Uh, yeah, yes. Okay, but when I told you I love him and like like how good looking he is, you're like, Bruh. no, that's Riley Green, I think, right there. Well, that's Riley Green. Yeah, I don't know. What, what does that have to do with the music, though? <laughs> I don't know. I was just trying to figure. On out the cover of this new album is a picture of his dad. Oh, okay. I wondered if it was, and I googled it because I was curious. It's his dad holding two Coors Lights from like nineteen. It looks like Burt Reynolds from like nineteen, you know, eighty something. Let me find it for you real quick, and we'll get to your selection, Donna. Uh, I even favorited this album on Spotify. A Chase Rice album, Cadillac. How about that? Look at there. There's his daddy right there. Oh, I love it. Great picture. Holding two cores light. He's doing a lot with, uh, with uh, BK right now. Okay, Brian Kelly from yep. Florida. Georgia Line. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, you know, Chase went to uh, Chapel Hill, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. He played football as a Tar Heel for the Division One school there. And I always heard that, that he also worked on the pit crew for, for Jimmy Johnson back in the day, the 48 Lowe's crew. I, I, I can never get confirmation about that. Well, <laughs> I can never get confirmation about that. On his Wikipedia page, it clearly says he was a Tar Heel. Played, I forgot what the position was, but maybe so that was just a rumor. Hard to find anything about him working on a on the pit crew now. For for you know, I mean, you got to know what you're doing for Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson back in the day was oh my gosh, one more championships and well, not more than Dale Junior or Dale Earnhardt, but I mean, he was up there. Okay, I am adding uh, 49 Winchester. Have you ever heard of them? I've not. Not okay. until I pulled this clip. Yeah, this is a great song. Uh, the song is called Russell County Line. You can hear where my heart is when I'm out on the road. Lord, it's right at home. I left it honey, just for you to hold. If you wonder how I'm doing, know that I am doing fine. But I wish I was in Virginia on the Russell County Line. This is a really good band. Um, so the song is Russell County Line, and it's a um, the band is called Forty Nine Winchester. They are from Virginia, and um, the the person, the front man, is Isaac Gibson. He has an amazing voice. I mean, just really, really pretty. Um, and they are um, I don't know if they're a new band, but I I came upon this song, and I started listening to a couple of other things that they've done, and I don't want to say they're like a Zach Brown because it's different than that, but um, just really really good stuff, um, and they are on tour with um, Whiskey Myers, and so yeah, I, just again one of these um, one of these bands that just you know you just sometimes it's amazing how you find these people and this was one that came up like we talk about all the time if you if you're listening if you listen to the podcast on Spotify or you listen to our playlist on Spotify you will get um, recommendations and I got to tell you I I take them all the time because there's some amazing stuff that comes up and this was one of those bands and then I kept asking a couple of people about them and they're like oh my god yeah I've heard them they're great really really good so that's a really good song it's just about the distance between the road and being home and 
all that kind of good stuff. So now we'll tell you this one. Do you know what came up the other day as a recommendation for me? And I think it was because I was listening to some 2000 female country. I was listening to some Martina and some, you know, just some crazy stuff from the past. Shelly Wright. I'm like, I'm good. I love Shelly Wright. I know, but I'm good. What? Yeah. Single white female. I did love her. There are still some pictures. Okay. This is going to be the craziest story. You and I went to an event at, I believe it was the Roxy, and it was Coca-Cola, like Coke, Coca-Cola sponsored it, and it was Shelly Wright. Do you remember this? Uh, Yeah, sure. I mean, it was a long time ago, and it was when we were just courting and sparking, okay? And Rick Diamond, professional photographer that everybody knows, took these pictures, and at the time, I was in a really good place. Like, I looked good. I mean, I was skinny, and I was tanned, and I was, and I remember trying to get those pictures, and I never could get them, and to this day, I want those damn pictures. Well, you're not going to get them this far out, I think Rick Diamond has every picture he's ever taken. Well, he wants you to pay for him. Well, I'll pay for him. I'm, I'm going to reach out to him. I'm going to be like, I got I just want to see these damn pictures. I see him every now and then around town. Yeah. I know exactly what I had on. I had on a pair of really cool jeans and a pair of cowboy boots. And I had this white shirt, mm-hmm. but it was like a white men's shirt. Right. But I, for whatever reason at the time, I had it unbuttoned probably down to where you could see my bra. I'm sure. But I mean, I'm just, I have always wanted to get those damn pictures. Can you reach out to him uh, in your spare I, I time get, in between get, Brantley? Well, I'll get you his email, yeah. I'll okay, get his email. thank you. But Rick, we should explain, Rick shot everybody from the Stones to, I mean, he's a, he's a sought-after, you know, he's, he's slowed down quite a bit. He's gotten old. Uh, well, I, I mean, don't, But he would oh, tell you that. No, Rick okay. would tell you that. As a matter of fact, conversation we had recently, our most recent time we saw each other, he was talking about his health. and okay. He's had to slow down. But, I mean, he would get calls from the Stones. Anytime a huge tour came to town, they wanted Rick Diamond there to 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 shoot their, their, their show because he was just a, a great photographer. And also shot for uh, the Associated Press for AP for years or UPI or somebody. Uh, we'll reach out to Rick Don. Okay. Uh, Kelsey Ballerini ah, is yes. uh, rolling in the sheets with one of the kids from the Outer Banks. Well, we don't know that. Well, I'm actually, sure. we kind of do. They are. They yeah. Are. They are. Yeah. They are together. Uh, she's uh, fresh off her divorce from Morgan Evans. In November. Okay. I, I consider that fresh off her divorce. Well, here's what I have to say to that. Uh, At least she's fresh off her divorce. She didn't start before. Well, we don't think. She didn't start while she was still married. We don't know that, Donna. Let's not speculate. Okay. Don't speculate. Uh, one of the first things that popped about this relationship, who's the kid from Outer Banks? I don't know this This. this um, it's, uh, was it Stokes? Chase? Somebody Sto- Stokes? Yeah, Chase Stokes. Uh, one of the first signs that these two were together was actually the Georgia TCU game. Yeah. In L.A. What, what were they doing there? What interest do they have in, they're just wanting to get away? And well, he's a good, su- I think he's a Southern boy too. I don't know. They right? were in a suite, owned, well not owned, but, but a suite at this, uh, where, where they played at, uh, uh, SoFi. SoFi, yeah. Uh, the suite at SoFi Stadium was the suite of Todd Graves. Todd is the owner founder of Raising Cane's, the yep. chicken tender restaurant. Which, if you, Athens. which is this is a fascinating story. Nationwide, but in Athens, where they started. This whole thing is a fascinating story. Um, I was talking to someone at my store the other day, and they are friends with him. And I was talking about this person's around my age, and he was like, "Do you remember Guthrie's?" And I'm like, "Oh my God, yes, Guthrie's." If you were in Athens, was the original. Zaxby's before there was a Zaxby's before there was a chicken finger and Guthrie's was basically like these amazing chicken fingers they had the sauce that is very similar to Zaxby's sauce they had the coleslaw and they had the toast and everybody went to Guthrie's and everybody worked at Guthrie's sort of just to get beer money and then the people who owned Guthrie's some of them split off to do Zaxby's and Raising Cane's because was Zaxby's also based in Athens correct so very interesting but yeah I don't know where I was going. A lot of that. chicken toast and chicken fingers. Oh, out of yeah, area, yeah, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Uh, of, of Barrow County. Yes. 
Uh, Ty Graves is the founder of uh, Raising Cades. He had all of these influencers and celebrities in a suite at the uh, the, the national championship game. Um, I don't know any of them. Noah Beck, Drewski, C.J. Cook, Dylan Sprouse. I reckon. No, I, I do know Dylan Sprouse. Now he was on that little show. He was a little boy on um, the Rocks. The Sweet Life was he the Sweet Life? Was he? I don't know I don't who know. he is. But there's a picture uh, of everybody in the suite posing after uh, George took the national championship from TCU to beat the snot out of them. Okay, get this with Kelsey Ballerini. Uh-huh. Um, so this is what happened. So this is how people kind of knew that they were dating before they were dating. This was well, like, they were making out in the suite. Yeah, but no, even before that. Okay, so they heavy were spotted. Padding, at, also heavy padding. Yes, listen to this. So on Tuesday um, after the game, there was, um, because somebody had seen them at the game, there was a post on TikTok, and a fan from a previous video was telling Stokes, Chase Stokes, the guy. From, from the Outer Banks. From the Outer Banks to come get your girl. Um, talking about Kelsey Ballerini, like say, come get your girl. Where, and, where, what does that mean? Where was she? Well, like just, that's what people say. Like, oh, you know, okay. when your girl's out, like, come get your girl. Oh, yeah, she's out here. And so then on TikTok, Ballerini was seen wearing a hoodie with eye patches on and a mug in her hand. And when she pans the video, an arm with Stokes' tattoos is shown beside her and his profile is seen in shadow on the wall. That is a lot of work. I mean, a lot of work. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of work to be low-key, like, on the down low, not you don't want to be on the down low. Again, we have. You're at a national championship football game. Well, this was afterwards, and you know what I'm saying? But like, because people were saying, are they together or not together? So then this is the video they do next. But here's my thing, and I've said this before this is these young people. Like, like when you're sitting on Stone Mountain and, and you got, I've said this, you've got two sets of legs and two, two wine glasses, you know, right. starting a new season, you know, oh, I see you. never been so happy. Reveal. Okay, well, Gina, Jim thought you were happy. For the 30 years you were living with him. Please stop. Just be with whoever you want to be with and just say, this is Fred. We don't have to do a rollout. Yeah. This is Fred, my new boyfriend. Tina and I are no longer together. Say hi to Fred. Save comments for later. Comments disabled. Okay. I mean, like it's just, would you stop with all this cryptic posting? You know, sunsets in Sedona hit harder. No, they don't, Jim. No, they don't. Because Gina is still back in Smyrna trying to get the kids to school. Okay, they don't hit harder in Sedona. Let me tell you what's going to hit harder is when Gina's divorce attorney gets your papers into the mailbox. I love it. I love it. For the God's sake. Love it. Love it. Love it. Pop Pete for this episode is Lisa Shiflett. Uh, Lisa reached out, says, I've listened to you since you were first in Atlanta. I also saw you in Buddy Holly at the George Ensemble Theater. Wow. Uh, When was that? I played uh, Hawkshaw Hawkins. Which uh, was uh, Buddy's manager? What year was that, Donna? That was. I was um, still working radio. Yeah, that was a while back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also saw. Okay, uh, my father was one of your biggest fans. He couldn't believe a 19-year-old had your voice. I was late to the party to your podcast, but started from the beginning. I find a lot of myself in Donna. I've said on several occasions I should write and let you know how much I enjoy the podcast, but I know you get so many correspondences I didn't want to add to it. Well, I had to now. There are just too many parallels. Your kind comments towards Herman Cain meant the world. I worked for Herman from 2010 until he passed, and I'm still employed by the family. I'm working on my third act. Herman Cain was my second. Then the culmination of your mom, Mr. Al, and your dad passing so close together hit so close to home. I had a season of deaths myself. My mom, my dad, Mr. Cain, who was near and dear to me like a father, and my brother by choice. 
then adding other cousins and close friends, I had to let you know that y'all are not alone. I learned that kids are much stronger than we give them credit for. I view death with a totally different perspective. Even as adults, you still have some sort of security with your parents. Amen. I have never in my life felt so alone when my dad passed. You get to a point that you don't ask what else could happen because it just might. Then wham. You get hit with your roof. You either laugh or cry. Keep laughing. The season will change. Thanks for making your listeners laugh. And know there are other people in their same situation. Major ones or just trivial day-to-day ones. Thank you so much, Lisa. So sweet. So kind. And no one's trivial. Nobody is. We're all part of this big network and we need each other. And so, so nice. And it's so... Thank you for finally reaching out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And you know what? We just keep saying it. I keep saying it. I told someone the other day, they said, you know, somebody came in and they were talking to me and they said, you know, you guys have been through a lot with all, all the people that have passed away. What is, if you had one piece of advice, what would it be? And I said, what just one foot in front of the other. And that's gen- genuinely it. And I know it sounds so silly, but I think when you start trying to plan too far ahead, God has other plans sometimes. So it's just stay in the moment, do the best you can do on the day that you're given. And you know what? Just make it through one day at a time. Our thanks to executive producers Hans Appen and Carl Appen. Production assistance from Steve Mitchell and Ingo Studios in Atlanta. Audio for this episode of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act from Real Time with Bill Maher and HBO. 49 Winchester and New West Records, Chase Rice and Broken Bow Music Group. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. Mm-hmm.